morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. We have our Evening with Medium events coming up on April 24th, August 28th, and December 4th. Tickets are going very fast, specifically for the April event. Um, So if you are wanting to get your hands on any of those, they're at the website by sarlow.com. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are about 10 to 15 minute shows. There is a series of five and they air the first week of every month. The very first show in the series will always be free and it's available at the website by sarlo.com. The remaining four are now available uh, at the website patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Now, they still all go together in a series. We just give you one for free. And we also hope that if you find that helpful, you'll head over to Patreon. If you are on the website, we do now have a button to take you direct to Patreon. Well done. Okay. And then last but not least, we have gift certificates and personal assessions personal sessions available, pardon me, Um, you can book those through the website or by calling us directly. Sessions are done via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, or WhatsApp. So you do not have to be here in person. Um, We do those all over the world. And just a quick note, the most commonly asked question in regards to personal sessions by long distance is, are they still accurate? Yes. Are they still effective? Yes. You can choose to do them where you see us face-to-face still, um, or you can pick telephone where we don't see each other, of course, and I know you know that, but there are plenty of options and the accuracy is the same. Good. And then we just want to take a quick uh, moment before we get into the show to say thank you to everyone, no matter where you're listening from. Everyone on Patreon gets early access to these videos Mm -hmm. and audio. Um, So if you are listening from Patreon, thank you for your financial and emotional support. Um, If you're listening Saturday or after, thank you to anyone who has found us on our website or on YouTube. Uh, We don't care how you got here. We're just happy that you're interested. Mm-hmm. And here are a couple of comments I'd like to read. Um, mm. The first one is from YouTube, and it's from Michelin M. So I won't say the last name. I'm just, I know, I know mm-hmm. you know who it is. My belief system has changed so much for the better. Keep up the good work. Today, I'm grateful for your YouTube channel. Have a wonderful day. And then she sent us another one. Oh. <laughs> I am so grateful for your YouTube that I can watch. I love listening to you and Kelly talk. There are always funny moments which make me laugh. I have been listening to your podcast for over two years and enjoy every episode. I have been to see Karen and I enjoyed our sessions. I will go- be going to see you shortly again. So much has happened. I really enjoyed this podcast today. I am a person that dreams almost every night. I have a dream journal and write it down when I remember. Thanks again for all you do. See you soon. It's lovely. Yeah. And now there's that one? Yeah. Okay. See how excited we get to read your notes? Am I allowed to say the full name? I'm not. Okay. I don't know because I, I didn't get consent. Right. And these are from anywhere in the world. So this is from Lise G. Fabulous topic. We must keep questioning our beliefs. Thank you for your discussion. Sips of sanity, tools for intuitive intelligence. Episode... Three. Three. Excellent. Just in case people think, hey, what's in that episode that they found, Lise found so good for her. Okay. Okay. So we're getting into today's show then? Yes. All right. Okay. I've already renamed the client. Oh, is it a Gray's name? Because I need approval. (laughs) It is. It's Zoe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Zoe. Isn't that her daughter? Zola. 
Oh my That's fine though. We can do Zoe. That's a very yeah? sweet name. Okay. Um, so this is actually a really young person and um, she came in for a half hour session. She asked for medium and, but she gave consent for everything. And I, I, I just paused for a moment just to see who was coming in, just to see if it was going to be who she asked for. And I wrote down on her piece of paper, I wrote down paternal grandparent male. So her grandfather on her dad's side. But I said paternal. And when I brought that up, she just kind of looked at me and went, no. But then her grandfather goes, she doesn't even know what it means. <laughs> like this. And I thought, oh, this is going to be rough. This is frequent. Yes. Not, not in the um, specific paternal example, but it's a frequent in the sense that people will say no to something or yes to something they don't even understand. That's right. And I was super grateful that her grandfather stood right behind her and went, she doesn't even know what you're saying. She doesn't even know what paternal means. And I thought, well, why then is there a reason that she's doing that? And he goes, yeah, her ego. And I'm like, oh, Oh, Lord. Okay. So then I thought, well, I'll explain. I'll, I'll just clarify that. And I said to her, so paternal is your dad on your dad's side, right? Like this, just to make sure that she's sitting there um, actually saying yes a second time, but this time actually knowing what, the, what she's agreeing to. So I said that to her, and she just doesn't even bat an eye. She's so good. She's so good at not letting people know what's go- what. Well, she thinks she is. So that's how the whole session begins. And she says yes that her grand grandfather um, has passed away, and that that is exactly who she's coming to see. And so I said, okay, give me a minute. I'm going to see what he wants to say to you today. And I said, or do you want to lead the session? And actually direct it and ask him the questions, because you can certainly do that. You can have control of the entire session. And she goes, no, no, like this. And he goes like this to me and rolls his eyes like, really? She doesn't want control? Really? And again, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I can't laugh (laughs) at an egotistical person. And I can't laugh at the grandfather's antics to try and lighten the session for me and still give me the information with accuracy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, she says, that's fine. So I listened to him and boy, did he have a mouthful to say. And the way that he begins her, this whole story is, um, Karen, um, she thinks like she's, she's my favorite grandchild. And I'm like, Okay. That makes sense. And I said, does she have a reason? And he goes, 100%. And he says, she, and she, she believes that we are besties and that she's more important than my wife or my kids or anything in my world. And he says, but that's because that's exactly how I treated her. And um, he says... I can't get to the apology yet. I can't even get to to really explaining this because I regret the way that I treated her since I've died. But she has no idea because right to my death, I carried out this whole charade. And I'm like, well, 
what, what, like, how do you're going to have to give me an order? You're going to have to give me the way to present this to her. And he says, Well, ask her for permission first for me to be able to describe her personality to her. And that in doing so, I'm here to prove that it is me because she believes that I'm the only one that knows her. She believes that I'm the only one that understands her and that gets her. And that's why she's here. She's grieving because I'm her only person. Mm. And I'm like, why would you be her only person? Does she not have parents and siblings? Yes. And I said, well, how did you fuck that up that badly? And he says, (laughs) he kissed me this look like, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, you did. Like, you totally fucked that up. You isolated her from her own family? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yes. But it's interesting because he's learning what he's done. He just doesn't realize that another human would actually know all of that. Because it is so beyond his comprehension when he was a human being to think that anybody could be educated to know it. Two peas in a pod. Well, well, yes. And, and I mean, you get that way when you refuse therapy. You get that way when you refuse to read a fucking book. She's bringing up the sass today. Oh, yeah. And, and like the sass really had to come out yeah. because like he's really buried a very young woman at a very young age mm-hmm. and has, has her alienated, mm-hmm. has her on a path of destruction, of ruining a marriage or a, a, a partnership, friendships, careers. Like he so enabled her that whenever her parents tried to confront her, and they did. He sided with her. He knew exactly how to, what he referred to as dealing with Zoe. And so when her siblings were just being good, healthy humans, he sided with Zoe. And so now you've got a pretty big figure in their lives siding with Zoe. So Zoe really feels like if grandpa's on her side, then everybody else is wrong. Mm -hmm. So no therapist is going to be able to tell her she's wrong. So she goes to the therapist in the school system who tries to help her with some of this. There's no way she can hear it. Because in order to hear it, grandpa has to be a liar. Grandpa has to come down off that pedestal. Mm -hmm. And he's feeding all of this stuff to her. So he says to me, ask her for permission first that I described the personality, her personality, and I said, okay. So I said, Zoe, your grandfather is here, and the way that you want your proof today from a medium is for me to be able to describe your personality. And she goes, okay. And I said, well, he's asking for permission to be able to say what your relationship was like and what your personality is like. And he says that he's doing this because you feel he's the only one who actually knows you. So this actually is the gold prize of the medium to deliver this shit. As opposed to saying he had brown hair and green eyes. Mm. And she goes, did you say that on purpose? Or are you guessing his brown hair and his eye color? And I went, <laughs> I just froze because I didn't know the answer. Yeah, I went, oh, shit. I, I don't even know where that came yeah. from. I said... Our examples come out so fast. Yeah. And and she says, so you don't even know if you're accurate or not. So oh, this it's a, is fun. Yeah. I, she says, so it's a game. And I said, no, it's not a game, hun. I said, yeah. 
The, okay, so do, if anyone remembers very early on in our show, we had a lovely guest named Joe Hurd, and she introduced this concept to us, charge him double. And I just, I thought that was fantastic. And I know that there are service industries that charge asshole tax. What? There are service industries, specifically in, in um, food, where they will charge an asshole tax. That if you are going to be mean to your server or mean to the person providing a service to you, they reserve the right to charge this tax. Anybody who's on YouTube and is looking at my face is looking at my pure joy. <laughs> so, so you know also by her face that we're not charging it. Right. But Joe comes to my mind every single time that a client like this comes up or we debrief about how we're treated in a day. Because yeah. yeah. literally, if we don't see each other before our sessions, we will say through text or on the phone, I hope your clients are kind to you today. Yeah. That is the only thing we wish for each other yes. in the morning. And, and I do think, Kelly, it's okay to say to people, especially those people who follow us, that it is probably the, what they hear in our show the most that maybe becomes annoying to them. I don't know if they think... Things like, oh, here the girls go again, complaining. Maybe. Or, or, or if the, perhaps they think, oh my God, those poor girls. It's, you know, they've been doing this show for, for years and they're still talking about these types of clients. Mm-hmm. How do they stay in those jobs? Yeah. And, th- and then I pull my head out of my own ass and I think about everyone in their profession oh, being yeah. treated like this. Like, totally. I'm sure a doctor's wife or husband would say, I hope your patients are kind to you today or patient with you today. Um, right. Anyway, the charge them double was or essentially- teachers, yeah. Or nurses. Oof. Oh my yeah. God, I think that's in so many fields. So yes, mm-hmm. we take it with a grain of salt, just like the other professionals do. Mm-hmm. So- um, so I said, no, Zoe, I said, I actually didn't focus on any of that. I, and I didn't want to say I noticed his green eyes as he was rolling them. <laughs> also, this isn't a fucking game. No. <laughs> I'm just I know. trying to interject. What's on your side? Karen humor. <laughs> um, you're, like, there are times when we could be facetious or we could yeah. be hurtful to clients because we have... We have more information yeah. than they are than they know we have, mm-hmm. and that we're still trying to be respectful to them, no matter how condescending or how rude or mm-hmm. how uninformed or uneducated mm-hmm. they are with us. So I I, I was honest. I said I, I didn't really notice that. I said I've been trying to pay attention more to what he's been saying to me and what he feels, and I'm using all of the intuitive gifts. So I haven't focused on vision yet. Um, well done. And I'm not fo- focusing on clairvoyance. I'm fo- focusing on clairaudience and clairsentience. And I'm trying to like give her a little bit of an education in there, and it's completely lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, is it okay with you then? So I'm still trying to get this point across to her. Is it okay with you? Would you accept that as your validation for today? And she goes, yeah, okay. So then I go on to explain how she has a brother and a sister. Both of her parents are alive. They're All of the four in her family are alive, plus herself. They all live together in one home. There's not a divorce. That's all correct. Um, that um, when anybody confronts her, that what she does is she just doesn't talk. She has complete control 
by just not speaking to people. So it's like she sort of like she just disappears in the room. But she also does it like if she just doesn't want to set the table and it's time for someone to set the table. So if she's just quiet, nobody notices and somebody else is talking, then mom and dad will approach the ones that are talking. So she is a good observer, I'll say, of patterns <laughs> in such a way that she uses them always to her benefit and no one else's. And so she thinks that that's being smart. So he refers to her as, as her, I can't remember what his term was, but he gets this little term for her to kind of say that, that she's um, smarter than the other kids. But she's not. She's not in terms of emotional intelligence or education or like even school and grades. Hmm. She's not. So he tries to make her feel good about herself that's so backwards. But he tries to make her feel good about herself, about her bad behavior. Yikes. And I said, so you and your grandpa had this little thing about like where he would say that you are smart in that regard to figure out how to like get around your parents. It's called manipulation. Totally. But he won't say manipulation. He'll say things like get around it or, oh, you're a smart little cookie. I see you got out of setting the table, eh, sweetheart? Come on over and visit grandpa. And so he, yes. The, you know what? My head goes to the disturbing fact that he had children <laughs> and that this is the next generation. Yeah. And and he's actually got a child and a, and a spouse I'm just going to go there next, that had sex with him, <laughs> that wanted to create children with him. Mm -hmm. Again, I've used the title gross, so I'll keep searching. Icky. Yeah. Your face looked like it was expressing yeah, ickiness. totally. So he talks about how he has this relationship with her where they feel like they're on the same team. Mm -hmm. It's us against them, eh, honey? So it's like, well, if they all have to cook and set the table, you and I are going to get away with that and we'll go play cards. Mm. We'll go and we'll do the fun stuff. And it's brilliant. I want to say this too, like his his yeah. doings or undoings here, like it, it is brilliant because what a way to make a kid feel special. Yes. And what a way to isolate her from her own siblings who just hate her guts. Mm -hmm. And so I literally have to sit there, and I'm not going to say in any discomfort whatsoever, and just flat out say to her, your siblings don't like you, and you know it. Mm -hmm. And you're quite content to say you hate their guts, and you know they hate yours. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And I said, well, it isn't really... Can Sorry, can I clarify? Yeah, when you say, or pardon me, when she says whatever, mm -hmm. is she dismissing the affirmation or is she just being like, whatever, I don't care, that's the way it is? Both. Oh. Absolutely both. But I didn't know that at the time. Mm. I thought she was dismissing that she cared that she had a relationship with her siblings. Right, yes, okay. When deep down, she really cares tremendously. But this whole bravado that Grandpa helps her create is like, you don't need your siblings, just come and play cards with me. You don't need your, your mom and dad's approval or to set the table. We're going to get fed anyhow. Mm -hmm. But we'll get fed in this room. We aren't going to be invited to the table, but we'll watch TV together and we'll laugh and we'll laugh loud. So, like, he really, he's her partner. Mm -hmm. And, like, he really, 
um, challenges her mom and dad. So if they come in and say, dad, that's enough of that. She has to come and eat dinner at the dining room table. He will make sure that it becomes a fight Mm -hmm. so that... Or that she picks him. That's right. Yeah. He sets her up at at a very young age to have to choose between her parents and her grandfather her siblings, and her grandfather. And he does it repetitively. This is a cycle until he's dead. And so this, these little things that she does, he points out, because he's the, one, he's the one that knows them. So he says things like, Zoe will go into a complete shutdown and not speak and refuse to talk, not answer questions, not engage, not say anything. And then what happens when she does that with her parents is that they will go overboard. They're concerned she's not eating enough. So instead of just offering her pizza for supper, they'll say there's pizza and chicken and we made a salad, or I could always order you something, or I could go pick it. Like They give her so many options. And now she's sitting back looking at her siblings going, still winning. You had to eat the pizza. I can have anything I want. So she learns at a really young age that that's the way she can handle her parents. But her brother and sister are not going to have any of that. They're the ones that stand up to the parents and say, we got pizza, and now you're giving her all kinds of options. And that's because she won't answer you. She sulks and won't talk. And so you guys go over the top. And I thought, wow, this is these are two young people who are better educated than their parents and their grandfather and their sister. But these two young ones are, are really figuring it out, and they're, they're sticking together trying mm-hmm. to be healthy. And I thought, wow, what a soul contract right there. Just between the two of them. What a contract. So I said to, I, to Zoe, about the relationship that she had with her parents and how the withholding got her more and more and more. And I said, your grandfather is saying that he's concerned about that now because that's how you're going to treat boyfriends and that's how you've already started treating boyfriends. You withhold from men, boys in your life, and I think Zoe's around 19. So I said, so you're already into the pattern that if you withhold and don't give the guys what they want or you don't answer them, they're going to offer you more and more and more. And those are the guys then that you lure in and then abuse. And and she's just like, oh my God, I can't even give you the looks that she gave me. I don't even know how my face could find them all. But anyway, she was super angry. And I, I said, and he's describing this is the relationship that you have with your brother and sister because they see your bullshit, quite frankly. And I said, and your siblings, they're in their 20s. I said, your siblings are all over the internet watching all kinds of videos on narcissism, and they have totally got you figured out and pegged. And they've even said to you flat to your face, you're a raging narcissist. And she's just sitting there looking at me like, you've got to be kidding me. This is what I booked an appointment with you for? You're a piece of shit. And I said, so your grandfather is saying that you will withhold, and then if you don't get what you want, 
you lean in for the attack. And then as soon as the person goes to defend or explain, you disengage like you don't even care just to drive them batty. And I said, so you've got, or you go back into withholding and staying quiet again. And I said, so he's describing all of the different behaviors he watched you do and he taught you and fed to you. And I said, so he's here to say, and she, she goes like this to me. She go, and, and I said to her, okay. So I put my hands down. I said, I'll pause and I'll do a check-in because I've gone on for quite a while to describe your personality, how he's contributed to it, how he actually trained you into all of this. And that the reason that you came here today is because he's, he's your only person that gets all of this and enables you to do it, encourages you and teaches you. You've lost your source. You've lost, you've lost your mentor. You've lost your teacher. You've lost your parent. You've lost your sibling, your grandpa. You've lost everybody rolled up into one person because nobody else can stand you. And I said, and, he, and I said, so I need to check in with you, Zoe. I said, is this all accurate? And she looks at me and goes into quiet. She won't talk to me. And so her grandfather looks at me and says, you better oh. reach for your fob, lady. <laughs> well, her grandfather says to me, okay, Karen, sh- she's in stage one. <laughs> so he's holding up finger one, mm-hmm. like she's going into the withhold. The attack is next. Are you ready? And I'm like, I'm fully ready for the attack. I, I, like, I can't care. Yeah. I, I'm to channel. I'm to help her get through some healing. Mm-hmm. My job is to hold a level of energy for her and not judgment. I'm okay with this, Grandpa. I'm I'm okay. Karen's okay. And um, she sits back and she's not talking to me. And I said, Zoe, I said, your grandfather is saying that you're going into level one, which is where you're withholding right now and you won't answer me. And that in any moment, you'll leap into stage two and attack me. So I said, so I'm asking you, like, which one do you want to do? Like, where are we going? Or are we, can we get out of this in a healthy way if I help you? And she just sits there and she looks at me and she goes, well, when are you going to start channeling my grandpa? Stage two. And that's exactly what I said. Oh, fuck you. I did. I said, okay. I said, so Zoe, you picked stage two. You went into the attack. And I said, so we're now in your stage two because this is your pattern and this is all you know to do. And Kelly, there's just this little moment where I can see like almost like this little girl around two year old mm-hmm. that just all of a sudden walked out of her own life mm-hmm. and let grandpa train a stranger, or if you want to call it a walk in, to walk in and to take over that little girl's life. I want to back up. I think it's a really beautiful example and visual. But I want to back up to the part so that people can really hear it because we've elevated our our pace and our tone. Um to you chose stage two because you don't know what else to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget this part or aren't aware that this is the problem. Yes. And, um, you know, you offered in there, I think I heard you say, could we get through this in a healthy way if I can help you? Yeah. That wouldn't have been an option. She probably wouldn't have even have heard that mm-hmm. physically. She did not. Or, or not understood it in the way that she skimmed over and didn't understand the word paternal. That's right. Um, and so because you didn't know any other way, you're on autopilot at that point, and you do choose stage two. Absolutely, and she did. 
and I'm illustrating it so that people who are listening, who, are, who do ver- work very hard listening to our show, trying to find themselves in the stories, are you on autopilot because you don't know what else to do? Because some of us will say we're on autopilot because we don't have the energy or because we don't have the time. Fill in the blank with whatever excuse you might have, but sometimes it's because we don't know what else to do. Beautiful. And the other excuses aren't true or aren't the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I asked her the question, and then she went into stage one again and went into the, I'm just going to put my head down and not look at you and not talk to you. And you can go off and explain yourself, Karen, and you can do whatever you're going to do, but I'm not going to give you any energy or my attention. Just to make them baddie, Mm -hmm. as you said. Just to make me baddie. And so I looked at her grandpa and he went, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. To her, to you, for him. Yes. Oh, yes. To everything, to his kid, to his in-law, to her mom and dad who are at an absolute brick wall in the relationship. Mm to the brick wall that she has given to her brother and her sister that can't get past and have already been told, go no contact by a psychiatrist trying to help them to say, your sister is so far gone at 19, you got to walk away until she wants to get her own help, where her parents aren't willing to walk away from their child because they feel that if they do, she may commit suicide Mm -hmm. and that it would be their fault. And that grandpa is sitting there going, I created all of this because I wanted attention. I wanted attention from a child. He goes, Karen, I wanted attention at the cost of destroying a child's life. My own granddaughter. And, he, and I said, so you've come to realize all of this since you've died. You didn't get that on earth, right? He goes, no, I didn't get any of that on earth. He goes, I am saying all of this to you with all of the validations to say that this is how I treated her. This is what our relationship was like. These are the circumstances that she's currently finding herself in. The, my role in all of that, the pattern that it has created in her where she believes that in order to get what she wants in life, you get quiet, you withhold you do that to such a degree you drive people crazy so and that they'll you give you... Snap back and abuse. Yes, snap and abuse, um, attack, go back and withhold again if you want. Keep repeating it so that you drive them nuts. How can anybody connect to her or love her? She will be forever full of anxiety and depression. And maybe some psychiatrist or psychologist listening to this will go, oh, that's the least of her problems. She'll probably end up with this, this, and this. So I, he says to me, she's doing it to you. She's in the pattern. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm aware, Grandpa. I, I understand what she's doing. I got this. And he's like, what? You got this. I said, yeah, I've bothered to figure that out. I have bothered to get an education. I have bothered to do all of the work. I said, I'm okay, I understand. And he goes, then thank God. Then thank God that she's, she's chosen you as a medium. Because, I mean, you can go to a lot of mediums and not get any kind of understanding like that. Mm-hmm. And for a client like that to actually attack the medium and the medium go into people-pleasing mode immediately. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll give you your money back. Oh, you can stay longer. Oh, like 
any number of things that they would do for her, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just simply said, Zoe, I said, you're in your pattern right now. You do this, this, and then I said this, all of these things to her. And I said, I'm aware of all the things that you do and that you're doing it because it's all you know. And that you're scared and that grandpa asked you for permission to describe your personality and your relationship. And that's exactly what I've done. I said, so we have, we have accomplished what we set out to do for your session today. It's good. And she's looking at me like, what, you're deciding my session is good? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I am. That's right, hon, I am. Because I'm not coming out of my reality and into your craziness. No, and especially, and I know this is a reiteration of every single other show, we asked you what direction you wanted to go in, we asked you if you had questions, and you said no. That's correct. So we let grandpa steer. That's So right. now, yes, we are going to tell you that it's good. Yes. And, and that is the conversation that was had. And then um, I had a few more minutes. And so I said to her, uh, I'm not backtracking any of it. I said, I'm simply going to move on with whatever else grandpa wants to say to you at this point, because that's what you've instructed for your session. And I said, so he says to tell, to tell you that he is full of regret that he had this relationship with you. Mm. And you can see literally the crack. Mm-hmm. You can see the physical mm-hmm. pain in her face. And I'm just sitting, and oh my God, Kelly, if I have not taken one but eight different types of energy healing modalities, I was using all freaking eight. I was doing everything I could think of in terms of providing energetic support for her to heal, Mm -hmm. to offer her safety and non-judgment from me. Mm -hmm. And I said, Zoe, this this is tough. Grandpa is saying he loves you. It's not that he doesn't love you. It's that he very much regrets that he tried to make you his favorite because it has alienated you from your entire family. And now that he's dead, you don't have anybody. You don't, you don't have him. You don't have any support. You don't deserve to go through life without love and support. And you have four people in your family that if you got help, would all be there for you. And I said, so he's saying, please choose your family, not him anymore. But this is a critical moment for you to say, in order to do that, I might have to walk into the house and apologize. So he's starting it by apologizing to you. He's taking the first huge step to say, I regret. I am filled with remorse. I am so sorry I hurt you. I am so sorry. I put my needs before that of my grandchild. Yeah. It's a lot. I know it's... It's mm-hmm. It's a lot and it's a waste and it's... Sad. Sad and it's, and it's shameful. And I don't say that with judgment. I just mean that when you have to go through what he's going through... Mm-hmm. On the other side, you do have to work through your shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know you know this, but I'm saying this for the people who are listening. 
I feel his sadness. I feel his regret. I feel... Well, I think listeners will, just in the way that you retold the story. Yeah. And I, and I, and hopefully, if you've experienced this, whether you're Zoe or the grandfather, you feel sad. You feel scared. Enough to change. Yeah. And I sat there and I said, Zoe, I said, he wants you to walk out of here and know that this was the best effort he could give you to love you. Now. The best effort, yes, now, with full awareness of what he did, is to acknowledge all of it. Because what's keeping you in your pattern is the fact that everybody else knows the truth, but you don't want to step out of the Grandpa Zoe bubble. Well, and what you're saying without using the term is the belief system. Yes. She had to, she was fed and had to continue buying into a belief system to stay in that bubble. Yes. And so he's trying to come forward and say, it wasn't healthy. It served me and not you. It was my selfishness and no care for you. That was no way to love you, Zoe. And she can't, she doesn't want to hear. She doesn't want to hear that statement. That was no way to love me. What do you mean? I idolized the way that he loved me. And now he's coming through to say, no, that was dysfunctional. No, that was selfish. That was not what a grown man should do. Well, you you said it. That was total destruction. Yeah. And I I still, from my place in life, I still believe that it is so impactful to hear that directly from grandpa and not... And, and I, I strongly suggest therapy. I don't want anybody to think I'm not suggesting therapy. Zoe needs a shit ton of therapy. So does the whole family. But I'm saying that there's nothing quite like hearing it from a medium mm-hmm. where it comes directly from her grandfather, mm-hmm. where he totally describes the little things that they did, how she would watch the hockey game with him, how they would purposely not sit at the table with the rest of the family to make them special where they would have the parents order in something just for them that the rest of the family wasn't eating, just to show that they were more special. And how doing all of those things didn't make them special. It put them in a reality that was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And that he's truly coming in and finds those little scenarios to describe because they're the truthful. She knows those are the, that's the truth of what they did. But now she has to be able to, to see a therapist to really break that down, to really truly understand the level of manipulation and gaslighting that he did to her. Mm-hmm. And that, that takes time. That takes so much process. It takes tons of observation. Um, you, have to, you have to be walked through that stuff. And that's why we're saying we encourage therapy. 100%. Like, it's one thing to hear it from grandpa, but to have it broken down into steps where you can know what actions to take in your life, that's a different process. Yes. And that's why we say we're not therapists Mm. and why what we can do can complement it, but can't replace it in Mm. any way, shape, or form. Um, So he he said this to her at the end of the session. Um, He made the comment, Zoe, I know that you're recording this. And I did not know that. She didn't put her phone down on the counter where everybody puts it on the Mm. table between the two of us. She hid it, which is also her little thing of... That the two of them did, that if if we keep secrets from people, we're special people. Mm-hmm. And so she's booking an appointment 
to actually come and hear him speak. And I'm saying at the beginning of the session, and you're welcome to voice record the session. You may put your device on the table here so you get clarity. And she still prefers to think that she's actually being secretive when I've just said you can voice record. Mm-hmm. So she puts it like on in the chair beside her by her leg and hits the record button and is trying to keep this a secret from me when I've said, go right ahead. That's how mess this gets. Yeah. But her very thinking of stuff like that. So at the end of the session, just as we're sitting there, I said, Zoe, he says that you're recording the session, but you're hiding your cell phone. And she goes, <laughs> like this. And I said, is it tucked into your legs somewhere on the chair? And she goes, and just has this, oh, well, shit. She still thought she was getting away with it, even when I confronted her. Yeah, she's a child. Yeah. And I said, he says that you've tucked it like in the side of your, your leg. And she goes, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, like this. And I said, Zoe, I, I suggested that you record it. I gave you permission. I asked you to put it on the table so you could get good clarity <laughs> in the recording. This is exactly what he's referring to as your unhealthiness, that when somebody offers you healthy behavior and communication, you opt for unhealthy because you think it's cool. It's, it's not cool. Unhealthiness isn't cool. There's nothing cool about that. Unhealthiness is just unhealthiness. It makes you anxious and depressed. It causes all kinds of mental health issues. And I said, so grandpa is suggesting, this is where we left it off. Grandpa is suggesting that you go into therapy to understand even that kind of small behavior that's going to get you into trouble. It's, you're not in trouble here. I don't care. But you can get into trouble in other environments and in schools and jobs where you could lose a job or your education, your finances, your stability, a marriage, all of these things that are of far more value for you. And that's where that was left on the, at that session. I think about the listeners. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this, but I think about the listeners who have come physically to our to our sessions uh, here in the house, and um, how they would visualize how goddamn awkward that walk is from your room oh. to the payment to the front door. Yeah, <laughs> like if that's your shady behavior. Yeah how you have to then spend an extra two minutes with this person that you've been horrible to. Yeah. Well, and she came around to pay for the session, mm-hmm. and she says to me at the counter, um, you're good with an e-transfer, eh? Fuck no. And I said, well, no, Zoe said, an e-transfer has to be received before you leave my house. And she looks at me, she goes, oh, don't trust people, eh? Not you. And I said, well, no, Zoe, you're not trustworthy, honey. And she just looked at me like, You didn't just say that to me. And I just looked at her straight in the face and I said, I said, you're not trustworthy. I said, Zoe, I'm not a people pleaser. I said, you you have not earned my trust today. And I said, so you may not leave the house until the payment is done. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or cash, no check. Or e-transfer here and received and deposited into my account. Mm -hmm. right in front of me. I said, and that is how people are going to have to treat you. And I said, and and that is not how we want to treat you, but that is how you deserve to be treated currently. If you get help, 
then you can become trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I, I know there will be listeners who are regulars who will go, oh my God, they let me walk out of the house and eat transfer afterwards. Yes, you are regulars. You are trustworthy people. We know that you return, that there, there's, there's a rapport that happens there. And rapport meaning that you prove it. Yes, and, and that, that's something as any of my life coaching clients will be like, I know what two words she's going to use, time and consistency. Yes. You don't get that in one shot. That's right. That's why if I go off onto a different tangent, time and consistency in dating. Before you think it's fine to have sex or before you think it's fine to say they're my boyfriend or they're my girlfriend or I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. Time and consistency in a probation period for your new job. Oh my God, yes. Instead of the people that go out, get a brand new job, buy a car and a house and get engaged. And then find out they don't like the job, and now what are they doing? Oh, I meant the boss to see if they want to keep you. Oh, true. (laughs) I'll hire you. You've got three months to prove I want to keep you. True. And I I have every right within that three months to dismiss you with no reason whatsoever. Right. And if I can say it the other way as well, Mm -hmm. that... People should look at jobs and mm. think, geez, you could be a narcissistic boss and I want the hell out. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm not stuck now with a mortgage and a car payment yeah. that I can't afford. I also need to know our relationship is healthy. Yes. That's good. We covered both bases. Okay, good. As usual. Yeah. Um, I thought this was so worthy of sharing. Mm-hmm. And and Kelly, sometimes like I I, in all of the kinds of sessions that we do, people might think, wow, do these people never have a fun session? Oh, tons. Had two of them this morning. Yes, daily. <laughs> Wonderful, beautiful sessions mm-hmm. with easy messages and lovely validations and, oh my God, beautiful things. Yeah. But I think sometimes the very hardest ones, I hope anyway, are the ones where people go, huh, and and really sit down, and it's like stop talking. I got to hear this, mm-hmm. like really listen and go. Okay, even the thing we just said at the very end about time and consistency might be the very thing that they go. Oh, it was a great story today. Didn't really all apply to me, but boy, did I ever like time and consistency. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I want to say too a couple things before we go is that. Um, there are clients that I absolutely love, see on a regular or semi-regular basis, and still have hard sessions with. Yes. But the definition of hard changes in the sense that they have come here and know how to handle hard messages yeah. with humility. They mm-hmm. know how to handle it with um, patience or gentleness. Um, and so we can interact differently together where we cry with them. And for them, mm-hmm. right? Where, where you don't have to maintain this standoffish um, behavior as you're delivering a difficult message. Yeah. I, I will say to someone, I'm so sorry to hear the message that I just channeled for you. Yeah. Because I want them to know in that moment that while they're getting the spirit, they're also getting a human who says, I see you. Yes. Because it's one thing for the spirit world to see you. You still need to be seen as a human. Yes. And, and then there are also the, the clients like Zoe in that particular situation where she needed to know that I wasn't being affected by all of her moods, yes. the way that she could control yeah. her family and in the past, a grandpa, mm-hmm. to make sure that she's just getting the current whim of the moment met, not understanding that the, what the long-term effects were on her own life mm-hmm. and how it was going to create all of these 
feelings of insecurity and lack of self-esteem within her. She, mm. she doesn't understand the effect that it's actually having. The second point that I wanted to make too, um, and, and it's to address my own behavior in, in one part of this podcast, is that both of us can maintain the professionalism in the moment. Mm. And the support that we're able to give each other afterwards when we debrief about our day or our week mm -hmm. is that we do get angry for each other. Mm -hmm. We do get, we go into mama bear mode or daughter mode where it's like, I'm mad that you were treated that way. Yeah. I'm mad that you had to sit there for a half an hour and maintain composure. Mm -hmm. But the job gets done. It gets done, it gets done with tact um, and it gets done with respect. I so appreciate that you have said it gets done with respect because yes. it's exactly what I'm trying to convey to people when I say I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that I'm just cold. No, I'm there's anything. no attachment to your outcome and what you do with the message. And it's a freedom to, to do what you want with it is what I'm trying to say. Yes, because there, when we say we don't care... We actually care as humans to know that you're hurting. Yeah. We we can be mad in in a moment after it's happened and been like, wow, that was really rude of them. But then also have a moment right after and go, shit, that's a ton of sadness. I, I'm so sorry to know that someone's going through something like mm -hmm. this. We can feel bewilderment for our clients as well, even after they've been terrible to us. Mm -hmm. we, we go through every single piece of that range of emotion with them. Mm -hmm. And when I say it gets done with tact and respect, that's the very thing that allows those clients like Zoe, that if they choose to change in the next whatever many years, they can walk through this door again to either one of us and say, I'm ready. Absolutely. I hope to God I see Zoe again. Oh, I, I pray that I do. I, I'm so dying mm -hmm. to, I'm dying to see her dad grandfather. That didn't sound right, but. <laughs> I channeled for a woman today, speaking of puns, I channeled a woman's past life. This is totally off topic. And she was showing me that she walked in as a soul to someone else's life. As this man was going down in a plane crash, he went down with his own plane. He was the pilot. And she, her, her soul walked in to sit with him in his body to keep him calm. He didn't choose to eject. He went down with the plane. Oh. It, that's how he wanted to go out because he felt not that it was his responsibility that this plane was going down, yeah, but that he wanted to end with his crew and with his passengers and his plane. So anyways, her soul goes down with it. Then afterwards, I'm debriefing. And part of my natural debriefing process is to say, please make sure that you avoid caffeine and alcohol um, so that you don't feel like you crash land in your body. She goes, was your pun intended? <laughs> and I was like, you are dark lady. <laughs> we had a really good laugh. <laughs> so I get your whole I'm dying yes. to, to uh, meet them. I've said that to people about their, their parents and grandparents too. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying to spend time with them again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, and you've segued into this, I want to finish this. Later that night, like after seeing other clients during the day, and then I think we went for a walk. I think you and Parker and I went for a walk. You left at the end of the evening, and I made myself supper. I was sitting in the dining room at the table facing the living room, and I see him sitting in the living room. Hmm. And I'm like, hey, how are you? And he says, I'm so much better. Hmm. And I said, good. I said, well, well what are you doing here? <laughs> and he goes, looks at his watch. 
I'm waiting for you. And I'm like, you're waiting for me? He goes, don't you dance after dinner? (laughs) I'm like, I do. I'll be right with you. I just have two more bites. That's adorable. I totally want to dance with you. Cool. So I finished my dinner. I put my dishes into the dishwasher. I went over to the to the TV and I put on YouTube mm-hmm. and cast it up and um, uh, put on a couple of, um, oh my God, what do you call that? Like swing music? Mm-hmm. And I played it and danced around in the dining room with him cool. and in the living room area and had my dance with him. And... I just remembered thinking, dancing with him, I am so glad you had your chance to say all of this to your granddaughter. I am at all. And he looked at me and said, are you kidding me? And I said, no. (laughs) You mean you're not? (laughs) Did I say the wrong thing? What? And he goes, and he just kind of like pushes, he just kind of like pushes me back because he was dancing with me like this. And he says, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have been able to have this dance with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel better. Mm. I wouldn't have moved on. And I said, well, I don't know if she's taken it. He goes, that's not the point. Mm. You gave a voice. Yeah. He goes, Karen, he says, she's, it's in her head now. She can't not think it. She can't not remember it. She has to work harder to push all of that out because everything I said and did was most important to her. You've put those new seeds in. Oh, I hope everyone hears the end of this. Yeah. You, you have to work harder to, to not hear the healthy things. So plant your seed. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And dance. That's great. And like, yeah, I, it's, it's again, I think if people follow what we do and listen to the shows and they hear the part where, when is Karen going to say, and she danced? Because it's when there's the healing. Mm-hmm. It's when you get the moment of, there it is. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's like when I go to bed at night or when I just feel so tired and wonder, oh, can I do this another day, uh, another five years, another decade, what, like whatever it is in, in my lifetime. And then I think of that and I go, hell yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I got lots of energy for that. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Yes, you're welcome. That was exhausting. It, it, but it I is. do appreciate that. And, and the last thing that I want to say is to Zoe. Mm-hmm. If, if Zoe is listening to this or if there is a Zoe listening to this, Male or female. Or a grandpa. Or a grandpa. Um, geez, and in, in so many ways, but in particular, these two people, please really listen to the mistakes. Yeah. Please really listen to the damage when you're that big of an asshole that it's only about you. Because it's so hard when you're seeped in your narcissism to, to admit that you're hurting and that you're hurting others. Mm-hmm. And I think for the family members of the Zoe, if they're the ones listening into this show, then maybe they're hoping that their their Zoe's and their lives will find a Karen and a Kelly. Because yes, therapy's going to do a whole lot if they will stay in it. But it's one of the hardest areas, according to psychiatrists, where clients who have it will even seek out their help. Mm-hmm. And if they do, will stick with the help. So I'm hoping if they hear it from this kind of a perspective, 
some of the reasons why it's super, why it's so important and why each of you is so worth doing the work. Good. Okay. Thank you. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, and I hope you have tons, you can email us at info at I also want to mention too, uh, again, a very big thank you to everyone, no matter where you're listening from. You can have early access to these videos and audio um, at patreon.com slash Or if you want to listen on Saturday or after, you can find us on YouTube. Please subscribe, like, share, review, do whatever you can to spread a little bit more love um, and help us reach more people. That means the world to us. And And in very exciting news before we part, Dr. Karen Barnes is back next week. We are talking about the human-animal bond. It is beautiful and magical. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to hear it.